Hi, I'm Karen Osborne, and this is Living in the Sandwich Zone, a place where each week we talk all things parenting, caregiving, juggling life, and reclaiming joy. Happy New Year, friends. Welcome back to Living in the Sandwich Zone, our very first edition for 2023. And woo is it a doozy. So I am just so thrilled to share with you my guest today. Um, let me give you a little bit of backstory. As you know from listening to my podcast, it has been a very, very rough several years. And during the summer of 2021, Lenny had just gotten out of residential care and my dad was in the hospital for a very extended period of time. It was then that I really connected and crossed paths with my guest today. Now, I had watched the Oprah Winfrey show for decades, um, but I did not know who Sherry Salata was. In fact, my first introduction to Sherry Salata was because she had, during her old podcasting days, doing the Sherry and Nancy show, she interviewed a friend of my family, Coral Brown of Brown Estate Winery, and I wanted to hear Coral's interview, so I, I queued it up. And then I started listening to her podcast and I was like, I really just love that. I love her energy. I just, I could see myself just hanging with her. But then fast forward to July of 2021, I had made the trek out to Encino to drop Lenny off at treatment and circled back to go visit my dad who was in the hospital in Pasadena. And I was in my dad's hospital room and somehow something popped up from Sherry and I listened and I believe it was probably the launch of it may have been the launch of the support system Sherry's membership group and I I felt called I felt that whisper in my soul that said you should join that and I surprised myself because I didn't hesitate. And I pulled out my credit card and I joined the support system that very day from the side of my dad's hospital bed. And let me tell you, it has been one of the most treasured experiences of my life. I have met so many phenomenal women and to be, to be in the room, albeit on Zoom, with Sherry Salata and all the amazing people that are in the support system and the phenomenal guests that Sherry brings in to do workshops and classes with, it has been, it has been a huge thing for my personal development and my healing. And I will say this, there's a saying that says, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And that day at Huntington Hospital, by my dad's bedside, Sherry Salata appeared in my life. And I have been following in her footsteps on the path of transformation ever since. Let me give you a brief introduction to Sherry Salata. Many of you may know Sherry from her days at the Oprah Winfrey Show, where she was the executive producer for 20 years and then went on to be the president of Harpo Studios and the OWN Network. And you may have seen her in the cable series, season 25, Oprah Behind the Scenes, as she was working her magic, producing the final season of the Oprah show. Not only is Sherry a world-class producer, but she's also a phenomenal author and storyteller. And you should, if you don't have it already, pick up her memoir, The Beautiful No. It's an awe-inspiring, engaging, totally relatable read. 
in which she goes through the tales of transformation and transcendence that have led her to the life of her dreams that she is living right now and the business of her dreams. So today it is my extreme delight and pleasure to share with you my friend Sherry Salata and to talk a little bit about how to rewrite your story so that you can live the life of your dreams. So without further ado, here is my conversation with transformational doula, Sherry Salata. So at first you'll hear, I couldn't hear Sherry, but she could hear me and apparently the recording picked it up too. So off we go. Hello, my friend. Hi. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. Hmm. What is happening? You should be able to hear me. I don't know what the deal is. I I see your lips moving. I see the berry lip moving. My berry lips are moving. Hello, hello, hello. Mm. Mm -hmm. My mute isn't on. I don't know. You want to log out and log back in and see if that helps? Connecting to audio. Connected to audio. Hello, hello, hello. There we go. Good. Oh. Hi. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you? How were the holidays? Oh, it was quiet. I, I actually, Christmas night, I got really sick. Oh. You can hear it still a little bit. A little I'm back little, on yeah. my feet though. So I've been sick for this last week with some crazy nutty virus um, that I probably got at, at a wedding in Chicago the week before. Oh. Um, but it was nice. And and this New Year's, oh, it was so nice. I did all my things. Good. And congratulations. Things. Congratulations on the um the big bowl win. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> And, you know, it was like, it was so good. It was almost boring. I'm like, this is how I like it. I just want to be bored. We're so far ahead. I'm bored. Like, I'm sick of like biting my nails. That is so funny. I saw you in your, your Iowa Hawkeye gear. Yeah. It was a shutout, right? It was a real excited. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And then I, I, I was bummed for our other two Big Ten teams, Michigan and Ohio State. Boy, we just can't, we just can't seem to beat those SEC teams. So have you um, always been a football fan or are you just a, a Hawkeye fan? I'm just a Hawkeye fan, really. And yeah. and so I like the college stuff. Yeah. You yeah. know, I like the NCAA tournaments. And, and all of a sudden now women's basketball is a big deal for me. <laughs> I never cared. I was like, who cares about women playing basketball? I was so, so, so sexist. And now it's like, woohoo, it's so fun. Well, it's funny because, you know, a lot of people say the college years are the best years of your life. Mm-hmm. And not so for me, but it, it segues right into what I want to chat with you about. Okay, good. The stories that we tell ourselves, and especially, yes. especially yes. right now, January, the new year, the yeah. whole thing about, you know, kind of looking forward and and also looking back and wanting to make change. Yeah. Wanting to make change. So before we delve into all of that, though. Yeah. I think it's really important for you to share about your background in history, because, of course, one of your biggest claims to fame is being the executive producer of The Oprah Winfrey Show. Yes, 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 yes. And and, and what what an honor that was. Um, I um, listen, my, my road, as you know, is, is is not a straight shot to the top by any means. Um, I had a lot of crazy jobs, um, a lot of, a lot of disappointments, a lot of things that didn't turn out for me. Um, and, and finally 35 years old, 35 years old, I get, I get a big shot. I get an entry level promo producer job at the Oprah Winfrey show. And I stayed there for 20 years. Um, or it's about the, as long as I tried to get tickets to go to that show. Yeah, I know. I don't. Well, it, God bless you. I wish I would have known, known you then. <laughs> if I, I got you in all over it. the place. Uh, that's <laughs> listen. I had lots of friends. 
I had lots of friends when I was at the show. Everybody, everybody wanted tickets. Um, but it was so interesting for me, um, is that so, so completing that big, loud, noisy, sexy career. Mm-hmm. And I agree it was because I've had the not noisy, unsexy careers too. But, you know, having completed that at about 56, I think I was 56 at the time, I was like, hmm. And this is something that you and I talk about a lot. You and I talk about a lot. And it's something I talk a lot about in the work I do, that midlife, this this malaise that yes. happens. Yes. And it can happen a lot of ways. Maybe, maybe you, you, you've launched your children. Maybe you have a couple grandchildren and you're sitting there going, Hmm, Mm -hmm. or maybe you, you know, you were working 80 hours a week, like me, you know, trying to get to the top of the mountain. And then you're like, Hmm, you know, um, you, you can find your way there in, in a number of, of the details may be different. The feeling is the same. Well, and I think that feeling, in fact, I talked about it in the episode I did last week because I was at work just before Christmas and I'm talking to some coworkers. And as you know, I have been in this process of figuring out what's next for me. One of the big things that, you know, came up in talking to my friends and talking to a lot of people is dissatisfaction in whether it be work, relationships, you know, so much. And that, finding ourselves in this idling in what's known and what's quote unquote safe. Right. Because that's what you know. And it's like, there's, there's all of these stories that we tell ourselves that keep us stuck there. So what do you say about reinvention and kind of unraveling the old stories that have us stuck and creating the new ones, which will set us free. That's right. Well, you know, it's one of my favorite things to talk about, which is why we're talking about it. Exactly. Um, and I'll be talking about it next week, every single day. Um, when you change your story, you change your life. But I think what what where we have to have enormous compassion for ourselves is is this. A lot of us, we have taken on the stories of the women who have come before us. Absolutely. And think about this. The, the women who have come before us did not have Zoom. They couldn't, <laughs> they didn't have podcasts. They didn't have, most of them didn't have therapy. They didn't have personal development. They didn't have tools. They didn't have self-examination. They had no training. So, so we learned those stories of what was possible for, for ourselves from the generations that have come before us. Because we are in this age of spiritual expansion, technological expansion, um, you know, being able to connect from across the globe in the blink of an eye, um, we get to be the, the ones who stand on that timeline, that ancestral timeline, and we get to just completely rewrite the story of what is possible for ourselves. And that malaise we all seem to feel around a certain age when we're like, ugh, ugh, mm-hmm. is this it? Or a kind of disappointment, like, gosh, I thought my life was going to be more exciting. Yes, that is it right oh, there. I thought it was going to be better. I thought it was going to be more exciting. <laughs> as if, as if somebody else is making the decision. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, as if, you know, somebody else is responsible for how it's turned out. And, you know, what I began to see for myself, Karen, is that I'm writing the story. And let me first acknowledge with compassion that parts of my story I picked up from other people. Yeah. Parts of my story I picked up from looking around at the culture Mm -hmm. and deciding that that was true for me too. Oh, I think that's absolutely correct. I mean, the the family story, societal stories, the stories that we tell ourselves. Beauty story. Others. who, what what age are you desirable? What age are you productive? All those stories. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's funny because I was talking to Lenny, my youngest, um, a couple days ago. And, you know, it's, I think as a parent, I look at what I'm doing now and I'm very aware of the modeling that I'm doing for my children. And I think a lot of that is why I started this podcast 
because I found myself in many ways idling in the status quo of discontent. Yeah. And for me, and I don't think that you know this, but you know that the reason I have this podcast, the seed was planted in the support system. Did you know that? Tell me about it. Oh my goodness. So first of all, I did not know who you were, Sherry Salata, as the EP of the Oprah show. I didn't know that. So how I crossed your, I feel like I manifested you into my life. I really, I think you did. I really do. And And vice versa. I say that because I, when you had your podcast, the Sherry and Nancy show. Yes. I became aware of that podcast because you interviewed a friend of our family, Coral Brown from Brown Estate Winery. Oh my gosh. Coral Brown. Yes. She's like a sister. I love her. And so I saw through their feed that she was being interviewed on a podcast. So I just turned it on. And then I was like, I really like this lady's vibe. Karen, I was drunk. We were doing a wine tasting. I'm like, oh my gosh. I went back to do the edit notes and listen back to it. I'm like, I'm drunk. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. That was your introduction. So that was the introduction. Well, well, the vibe was good because it hooked me. Yeah. And then, so that was, I, I don't know, that was probably, I heard that in maybe 2018. Yeah, 2018. I remember, I bet. But I remember thinking to myself, I would just love to hang with her. I mean, you had the whole Belle V thing going. I was like, that's right. Right. I could just. Yeah. And then here you are. I feel like now I'm in your living room all the time. I know. I know. You're with me all the time. You're in my house all the time because you have taken the course you are a member of my private membership group, the support system. Um, and I know you do lots and lots of lots and lots of things, Karen, but I have to say to have a front row seat to watch you walk your path has been such a privilege because you are doing it. You are doing it. You are transcending. You are rewriting your story. And that is going to have an enormous impact. Oh, I, I thank you. And I appreciate you so much because- you know, one of the things you often say, and I'm, you know, I'm really glad I didn't know the EP Oprah thing ahead yeah. of And I tell you why, because for me, I would have written a story of how I thought you would be. And, you <laughs> know, and I would have been like, oh, who am I to fly in that sphere? You know, it's like this fountain of wisdom. And who am I to have a conversation? And I think I would have stifled myself in terms of like, you know, how I held myself back. And there was something, I think there's something about the way that you walk in the world and you say a lot, but you're on the path. You're on the path in your light Mm -hmm. and you are shining it so that people like me see it and shine our light on the path. Yeah. I am not an expert. Listen, I've, I've known enough of them to know that very few people are. So I'm not an expert. I, I am, I'm walking the path. I'm just putting out my hands and saying, who wants to hold hands and do this together? And, you know, I, I think of the people who have been further along the path than me that turned around and shined a light. So I could be like, Okay. Okay. I hear that. I hear that. Just continuing to open up my perspective so I could sit in my own, own worthiness, which continues to be an ongoing project. You know, it's interesting that you say that. I mean, I have a little bit of that too, Karen, where, you know, I'd tell myself some big highfalutin story and and rob somebody of their humanity and not think I'm good enough and all that. And, and The truth is, and that's why connection becomes so important, because once you connect, you connect at the level of humanity, not Mm. in terms of your resume or anything like that. And, and once we're connected like that, then we're like, oh, I'm okay. It's not just me. Oh, I'm not alone. It's not just me. It's not just me. And if it's not just me, then that also means that you know, I, I can replicate the wins that other people are having. I can rec- replicate the expansion, the healing that other people are having because we have so much in common. And, and I tell you, you know, when I joined the support system, it was at 
you know, people talk about the dark night of the soul. Yeah, I know. You know, and I know that you remember, but I'm going to share with everybody, you know, when I joined the support system, my child had just gotten out of residential mental health care. Yeah. My dad was in the hospital for over a month that summer. I joined in July of 2020, 21, 2021. And I remember doing my very first support system meeting from the subterranean parking lot of Huntington Hospital in Pasadena, where my dad was, and weeping. I mean, just, I wanted so badly to feel better. Yeah. And I wanted so badly to have hope. And, you know, I think a lot of the people that my podcast resonates with are people stuck in this sandwich zone thing where they're parenting their children, caring for their aging parents yeah, and losing themselves in the process. Oh yeah. Because, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be quite candid. A lot of my identity has been this caregiving thing. Yeah. And so for me, you know, it's always sort of a little gold star because it's something I'm good at. Yeah. Something I thrive, you know, to help others and to serve others. But what became glaringly clear in the midst of all this crisis was that I was withering. I mean, I didn't have the energy to do anything. And one of the things I want you to talk about, because it was hugely transformational for me, in that long ago state, you kept telling me, Karen, set your burdens down and just focus on getting to neutral. Talk about that because I think that I tend to be an all or nothing person, especially at the new year. You know, it's like you go into these things and you, I don't, I don't do resolutions, but um, a lot of people do. You make these promises to yourself. And for me, that's a whole thing about a reminder of your failure, Karen, because historically I never followed through on any of them. Right. And so getting to neutral for me was a whole new concept of I don't have to go from being in this state of woe, what I call the pit of despair, yeah. to living my dream life. Yeah. So talk yeah. About well, I mean, I, I think there is, everything is relational, which is, um, and, and we've all been at the pit of despair. So let, let's go back to where we started. You're in the middle of life. You already have that, ugh, you know, is that all there is? And then couple it with, you know, very catastrophic life events. Your child is having challenges. Um, you're, 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 you're caring for elderly parents. And mind you, what we're not even saying is, because I'm, now I'm seeing this for myself, the caring for elderly parents really re-triggers all your childhood trauma as well. Yes. That's all getting triggered. So all the unhealed stuff, the stuff you haven't looked at, it comes up. So now it just feels like a five alarm crisis. So to go from there to, I see only the good things in life, you know, their abundance is mine is, is an impossibility and it will just, it'll make you feel worse than better. So let's understand that as we manage these lives of ours, which means we're managing our emotions, we're involved in radical self-care, we're coming up with practices that, that keep us afloat, that keep us stable. Sometimes just getting to neutral is the big win. It's like, let me just meditate, maybe do a little round of yoga or go for a walk around the block and have a big glass of water, put my hands on my heart and just breathe for a minute and get myself to neutral and know that that is, that the universe is celebrating that victory with me. And what is, what does neutral mean to you? Neutral means that I have slowed that doom and gloom story that was really picking up momentum. Yeah. This never works out. This is terrible. She's never going to be well. I'm never going to be able to do this. Oh my God. I can't believe this is my life. Da, 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 da. How can I'm so tired? How can I, you know, that, that the, the thread just starts getting a little bit of momentum and 
all of a sudden you are on a downward spiral that you can't stop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I take, I take a lot of good medicine from the pages of Abraham Hicks, um, my spiritual path. And, you know, it's like, go to sleep, take a nap, take a bath, shake yourself up, just get yourself to, I'm sitting in a chair and I'm breathing. Yeah. I appreciate my breath. Appreciate my breath. I'm right now, right now, when you're in the now moment, when you're in the now moment, not worried about what happened 10 minutes ago, not um, anticipating the next crisis that's coming. When you're in the now moment, you can deal. Yeah. You can deal. You can, you can kind of connect back into that, that flow of well-being that will at least keep you buoyant, will keep your head above the current. And then you settle back into that and you just slow the story, slow the story, and you slowly just start to challenge things. Now, here's what I know. This too will pass. Mm-hmm. Here's what I know. It's going to be okay no matter what happens. Here's what I know. Yeah. That I will get through this. Here's what I know. That I have my, my heart is beating. My lungs are working. I'm sitting here. I can provide comfort for myself. I can give myself some love right now. And it's just kind of, um, sometimes I even just pat my legs. There, 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 there. Have a little cry, mm-hmm. have a little cry, release. Oh, that. that's the other one. That's the other one. Mm. You have said time and time again. Oh, I told you. And I, and I recall need, it all the a, time. You need a big boohoo, girl. Crying is just moving energy because one of the stories yes. I would, would tell myself is I can't cry. Cry, crying is weakness. Crying is, yes. you know, they can't see me falling apart. And that is- You a had story. a big thing about that. Oh like, my goodness. Like you were just holding on. And I'm just like, let me just, you need to rent a hotel room and go sob your eyes out for a weekend. The tears are like, they're like, they're, they're right behind here. Yes. If I, if I say one cooey gooey word to you, you're going to come apart at the seams because- you, 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 that energy, it's just needs to be, you needs to, it needs to go somewhere. Absolutely. And I think that I, having, having embraced that and really, I think given space for grief. Yes. Was what has unlocked the door. Yes. That I think has, right. has given me so much freedom. Listen, I think that we get a little bit tangled in some old, maybe, maybe this is tied to religion that, that for us to grieve the fact that our lives aren't what we hoped they would be is, is like a slap in the face to our creator or some nonsense like that. The truth is to get to that place of appreciation, we have to grieve the things didn't turn out the way we thought they would. We have to grieve our mistakes. We have to grieve some of our poor choices. We have to grieve that, you know, maybe we don't feel loved like we really want to feel loved. We grieve it, grieve it, get real with those feelings. And when we grieve that, I find that all of a sudden I'm on a new playing field of appreciation. Mm. It isn't like some secret background track that's running everything not to my, to my, to my knowledge, <clears throat> you know, I don't realize there's my, my little Christmas call. Don't I don't realize that these things are running our lives. They're writing our stories for us, those perspectives. So um, that grief work, which you've done such a great job with that. And, and I think Karen, honestly, please let me pay you this compliment. I think in the support system, you have given that green light to so many members because you have been so vulnerable and so authentic with your own grief journey and your own, you know, how do I, how do I get to neutral? And then how to, um, I think you've given so much permission to everybody else to be like, yeah, I'm not feeling so good either. So let's grieve it. Let's grieve it. Let's honor ourselves. Let's honor our feelings. So then we can create from a place of truth. Mm. And you know what allowed that though, Sherry, is that, and I perceive that so deeply, the having a safe space 
to do that. Yes. And that to me is what you have created in the support system. You know, and I want I want to kind of allow people to hear the progression of this journey for, yeah. for you because you know, I think that one of the things this we talked about the comparison thing. People may see Sherry Salata and be like, "Oh, of course Sherry Salata can do it." You know, she was an executive producer right. for show and you know, last night ironically someone sent me an Instagram message. There's a there's an author out there, Karen E. Osborne, just mm. like me. So they tag me by mistake all the time. Well, it's really funny because this particular author um, is apparently doing some speaking next week um, on reckoning. And so, yeah. And so the, the post was like, can't wait to hear this speak. And, I, and anyway, it took me back to the beautiful no. Yes, my book. Your memoir. And there is an entire chapter called The, the Reckoning. Reckoning. Yes. So I went back to it. You know, this was what a, a little breadcrumb that I was like, hmm, I wonder why this came up for me last night. So, and thinking about New Year's and everything. So this is what you wrote. First page of The Reckoning chapter. Thursday morning, 100 pounds overweight, no man in sight, and rounding the bend to 57 years old, a full-blown catastrophe. Yeah. Written from a post-it note written by you in May 2016. Yeah. So walk us from that reckoning to becoming the transformational doula that you are today. Isn't that interesting? Well, it started with my reckoning. It started with my own reckoning. So, so I, you know, I, I stepped off the merry-go-round, took stock, did a reckoning of my own life. Um, how do I feel? How, what, what, what areas are, are great? What areas need some work? Like what, what have I done with this life of mine? And it was shocking. It was some shock and awe for sure. And, you know, it was very much dream come true career, but not a dream come true life. And so I put myself through a process where I could begin to rewrite that story, rewrite the story. Like, what is it that I even want? You know, it was like for so long, my dream had been to be of service in in the land of Oprah that well, what are, what are my new dreams? What other dreams do I have? And I, and I think that's true. I found that to be universally true, Karen, that, you know, by the time you're in your fifties, you've even forgotten how to dream. You're dreaming. I got no time to dream. You know, I've got clutter to deal with and this to deal with. You're just on the hamster wheel. And I think that that's the thing. So I, I always gain inspiration going back to the book and and watching you in motion, because it's like, if you could if you could step away from and leave a yeah. career like on top of Oprah mountain, you know, yeah. and create a life that you absolutely yes. love and are delighted by yes. every moment, that means that it's possible. Yes. Anybody can, you. which is what we're always talking about. And that's why, that's why, you know, and again, it isn't like I had this big old whole thing figured out. I did a podcast for a while with a friend of mine. I did some work there with a friend of mine. I I had, I was um, um, optioning material, maybe going to put some things in development. Like I was like, you know, like, what is it going to be? Because work is an, e- is an easy entry point for me. Um, and so, you know, the truth is, the universe would not let me re-enter through work. Mm. Like it was like, okay, nobody's picking up this option. Okay. All right. You know, we got, you know, you know, there's some other things that I don't really, that's not working out so great. And this is, so it was like, wow, I just am not going to be able to re-enter that way. And so it continues to be a double down. I'm writing my memoir. I'm doing the work. The memoir is requiring me to do the work. It's requiring me to really go through almost a five-step process to even get that thing done. Then I go out on the road for a book tour and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be a front of house person. I want to be a behind the scenes person. 
and that's where I'm comfortable. And this feels so awkward. And I, you know, I'm, I feel so vulnerable and exposed. And then I get out there in, in the world with the people who have read my shameful stories about myself and which by the way, I relate to so much, I mean, <laughs> so much. And people are like, me too, me too. And then in and, and that I'm healed. It's like, I went on that book tour and I'm like, this is like my healing tour. This is like, I'm signing books and people are like, you know, it's the first time I've been ever able to say this out loud and blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that, that it, it's just that the stepping into the light, you know, Brene Brown has said that, oh, yeah. that, that, that vulnerability is the antidote to shame. Absolutely. Um, but it was, it was such a healing experience for me. So then it's like, what do I, how do I want to spend my time, my creative time? You know, it's, so I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. Cause yeah. I want you to go back. Cause I think what, where a lot of people are is at that point of making the decision to step away from mh. a career, you know, well, that's not really a big moment, Karen, honestly. Really? No, not when you're miserable. Mm. Mm. It's not really, that's not, that's not well, a big, that's not a big hoop-de-doo. Well, that's what's funny miserable. is, and I think that's where a lot of people are stuck and, and myself included as I work through it, because here's again, going back to the story. It's safe. What I have is safe. I've got income coming in, you know, whatever. I don't know what, what if I fail? What if I make the wrong decision? That's another one, you know, the fear of making the wrong decision, you know? And I think that that's where a lot of people get stuck. Yeah. I I don't know. I think I had some help with that. I mean, the show had been over for five years. Um, You know, running own was, wasn't a joy, a day in and day out joy fest. Um, So it, it, it was, it was, it, it was all winding down in, in its own way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, to come to, to that agreement and move, move along was easy mm-hmm. in many ways. It was lickety split and, and pretty easy. And with no, like, <laughs> not, not once ever going, should I, you know, do I wish I was back? No, mm-hmm. never, never once. Cause it had come to completion. And, and, you know, so, so let me, let me express it from that point of view. How many times do we stay in things, jobs, relationships, committees, whatever, and, and we've already come to completion Yeah. and we, yet we stay, and then we can feel miserable. All of a sudden we don't like the people so much all of a sudden, because it had come to completion and we didn't move on. And that's what happens. Learning, understanding that not everything's meant to last every day of our whole human lives. So it, it's so interesting. This just happened to me not too long ago because I'm still susceptible because I want to be nice and I want to be liked and I don't want to be a disruptor in that way. So, and it's still like, you know, challenging my own codependency tendencies. So I've been in this group for five or six years and, um, and I, I, I know it's come to completion. You know, it cost me a ton of money to go to the events and I, I, it's, it's like whatever, whatever I was supposed to, who I was supposed to meet, what I was supposed to learn has already happened. I know that. And then it comes around again and they're asking me to be on more committees. And I'm like, uh-huh. and finally I'm like, I made myself sit down and say, what is your truth on this? Mm -hmm. I've come to completion with that experience. And so now let me just go and tell them. And I did. I've just come to completion. You know, I have nothing negative to say. I I was here for the time I was supposed to be here. I've come to completion. And when I, when I, and then I moved on from that and I was like, now, how does that feel? Oh my God. It's like freedom. It's freedom because what it means is I can now trust myself to complete things and move on and not drag every freaking thing and every person I've ever known, you know, through the rest of my days. Yeah. That's one that I'm really, really being intentional about right now. Yeah. One of the stories I've told myself for all of my life up until, you know, rewriting it in these days 
is I can't trust anybody. And unfortunately that meant I can't trust myself either. Yeah. And so when I start taking these steps and little incremental tiniest of baby steps mm-hmm. to start proving to myself that I can trust myself for my highest good. That has been a game changer. That's been that's everything, isn't it? Because then you don't have to worry about trust because I have trust issues too. So I can relate to that. And as I, as I dive into therapy even deeper, I find that that's very rooted, you know, early on uh, with um, some, some parent stuff. Mm -hmm. So, so, but the problem is when you can't trust yourself, then, then game over. And that was true for me for a long time, that if it was anything that involved me, it was last on the list. Right. Right. Because I was just more comfortable in service, 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 service. And it gave me that level of blind, blind devotion and service allowed me to not tend to my own garden, not do my own work, not develop my own sense of self-mastery and self-trust, not take a look at my practices and habits and, and you know, reconfigure those, not rewrite my story. I didn't have to do my own work. Oh, that's but, a big one. That's, I mean, that's something I've definitely seen in the support system. And yeah. you definitely helped shine a light on this one is the amount that I do is kind of, um, it correlates with what the work, the internal work I have to do, right? Yeah. So that I busy myself yes. doing, doing, doing because it, I don't have to then delve deep and I unpack know. and process and rewrite the no things for all of us. That, are, that need to be tended to. I know. And, but here's where you you and you and I have, we we have gone through the river of change and we, we've, we've, our, our feet are usually on the other side. And here's what we can both attest to that life is much better when you do the work. It's so much better when you're avoiding it out of made up busyness, things that really don't matter that you're never going to think about when you're taking your last breath. When you do the work, life gets so much better and you get better at it. You know, you're like, well, you know, I I start off with people, you know, I'm getting ready to do a new cohort of the course. And so here's what's going to happen. I can't meditate. Oh yeah, I know. I've heard that before. Okay. Well, let's start with two minutes of triangle breath. Let's try that. It's, it's, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And the truth is if you make it small enough, there's, you can do everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the course, just explain a little bit about what the course is for people who don't know. Yeah. So, so the, the course, it's the big course, change your story, change your life. The course is a 12 week um, intensive program. And um, it is basically the, the five steps that I walk through myself um, that I, reconfigured and turned into a program. So it's based on my memoir. It is with live workshops and, you know, we get to the heart of matter because, because I've been there. I'm the one who said, I can't meditate. I can't do yoga. I can't stick to this. I can't do that. And, you know, by the end of um, those 12 weeks, um, everybody who shows up just shows up with an open heart gets what they need. Yeah. I know that that was true for me. Yeah. And everybody needs something different. Yes. But yeah, so that's a little piece of the puzzle, but you know, let me, let me just toggle back to what you were saying. How did, how did this happen? Well, I'm to have a course. I have a membership group. I have a personal development company. I do retreats. How did that happen? I wasn't doing that three years ago. How did it happen? It happened because I started following breadcrumbs. You know, I started saying, what do you want to do? All I really want to do is have this conversation about expansion. It's really all I want to do is talk about healing and expansion, healing and expansion, healing and expansion. That's all I want to do. And so how can I devise and structure my life so I'm doing it? Mm -hmm. That's how I spend my time. And then I just, the universe kept dropping breadcrumbs. So I did a 12-week course and I went, whoa, this is fantastic. I love it. I just love it. 
I love these people. I love that we can connect like this so intimately. I love it. And then it was like halfway through that. I'm like, oh, what? Because they're like, what's going to happen when this is done? I'm like, jeeps, I better think of something. Okay, (laughs) maybe I'll do a I'll do a membership. And then we'll do some events every month so you can stay on course and, and keep having that conversation. But Karen, I'm doing it for me. Yeah. And that's, that's, what's amazing. That is, I'm doing it for me. I love, I live in that. I'm like, this, this is just tremendous. The seeds that have been planted. So I didn't even finish the story. It's like, you bring in phenomenal people. And one of whom was Kathy Heller. Kathy Heller. And so that is how the seed was planted for this very podcast. Yes. That's how it That's right. Because she did a podcast program, right? Right. And so I took that course. And then I'm going to, I'm going to Africa, February 27th, plane takes off. That seed was placed with Ace Ace, Yoga. A six week yoga series in the support system. Yeah, that's right. So I, that's I, what I, I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's, that's really, oh my gosh, you are, you are my dream manifest. <laughs> this is the manifestation I wanted, which is let me just stir it all up, stir it all up and introduce you to people and ideas and things and that, because I want to stay in this conversation for my own development, but maybe you're going to get some whiffs and, and pieces of things and put together some, your own recipe for and yourself. It's happening. It is absolutely happening. And I think why it happens is that, you know, there's that, that quote that nah, I can't pull it off, but you know, you surround yourself, the five people that you yeah. surround yourself with. And that's what I think the community yeah. has been cultivated in the support system is the most magnificent place to plant seeds and watch them grow because everybody's got your back. Everybody's sending, operating at a super high vibe, sending good energy your way. And it does, it makes me feel like things are possible where I didn't have that before. I know. And now you are that beacon for other people coming into the support system. I will say here, here, here's that support system thing for me. The seeds of, of that idea were planted for me way back in the Oprah show when I was a junior person opening viewer letters mm-hmm. and I could see the power of connection. And that was a one-way connection really. Right. And so in this support system, I look at it as you know, you're, you're on my board and we're working on some of our vision work and mission work. And, but it is a global home, um, you know, for women in the middle of life who really want a life of limitless possibility and want to know how to get there. Yes. And, and, and here it is. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a joy of my life to cook up what's next. You know, I, I have, I have some big ideas for the support system, but mainly, I I can't explain how that amazing group of women have all come together from near and far who if they lived in the same town they might not be hanging out. Right. But very very that exact thing happened to me that <laughs> through the support system lo and behold I've been on it for months. I didn't I don't know why I hadn't gone through the close to me Thing. Who lives by me? Yeah. Somebody literally blocks away from me. So we started walking. We, Wait, who lives blocks away from you? So Kat uh, is in, in South Pasadena. Oh my gosh. So we connected and we started walking. That's great. You know? And it's just, you, you never know who is right around the bend. Yeah. We're just getting started with that. It is really, I, I really want that to be the the premier community for women who want to live expanded lives and create new versions of their lives. That's really what I want for that, for that, for that platform. And, and, you know, it, it begins and ends with love, Karen. You know, we learn to love ourselves. We share mm-hmm. that love with, with our community members. We show up for the conversation. That's it. You know, I, you know, have, you know, we have plenty of looky loos. I love that word looky loo because I would have been a looky loo where you just show up for events and watch and you're not necessarily, you know, connecting with everybody, but a lot of people start that way and that's fine. 
you know, a looky loo brings good energy too. Absolutely. And you know, it's, I, I, I don't know what led me to be so open and vulnerable in the support system yeah. because it, it's not my necessarily, that's not my way. And that's yeah. not how I had lived my life. I had lived my life stuffing a lot of things down and keeping it a lot of medicine though internal, but that was it's your medicine. And it still is. And I think that I, I'm a verbal processor. So I think that my healing, as I share my story, as I share what I've been through, that is my gateway to healing. Yeah. And it's easier to do it in a safe circle of people who have like taken the pledge. I will hold the sacred space for you without judgment. I mean, I mean, and that's the thing, you know, it's funny because I, one of the stories I would tell myself is that I don't want to be on social media. I don't want to be doing these virtual things. I'm a people person. I want eye to eye, hug me, bring it in. And, uh-huh. and that has been blown to bits because the people that I have met and connected with yeah. are soul sisters on a totally different level. Yeah. And people that I've connected through the support system connected with, they know more about me than many other people in my life. Yes, I know. Because Isn't that something? we have that kind of bond. Yeah, we have that kind of bond. And, you know, it is, we are very lonely, Karen. Yes. We are very lonely. And it isn't just about you know, being in someone's physical presence. Cause you know, I, every time I'm around people now I'm noticing how distracted we all are. So that really, it isn't just that, but it is, it is being able to look at in one another's eyes and say the things that are on our hearts. We're lonely for that. We're longing for that. We need that to get to the next level. We need that. We need to like, we need the practice of saying what's true for ourselves what we want, what our dreams are, what I want so badly. And, you know, just, just hold the light for me while I do the work and begin the process of magnetizing that life. I say, I want right to me. Yeah. Yeah. So looking forward for you in 2023, is there, is there something that you are actively trying to rewrite right now? Um, yes. What, what is it? Yes. Well, that, that's what, that's what I spent my new year's weekend doing really, really doing some deep meditation, some real deep spiritual work, thinking about it. And, um, um, there is a element of self mastery. Like I'm, I'm, I want to rise to the level of my healing and to, joyously and enthusiastically embrace the patterns and practices that I know expand me to the next level. I feel like these last, since 2016, since, let's see, so that's four or five, six, these last seven years, I have been like a novice and walking the path, walking the path. And I finally feel like an initiate. Like I've been initiated. And now with that comes an up-leveling and a, and a, and a, like a, a new level of um, responsibility to adding to, to the light, adding to the light by really being meticulous mm-hmm. in, in, in my, my management of myself. So there's that. And I would say I um um that everything springs from that really. The work I want to do springs from that. The l- more love that I want to call in springs from that. But it it begins and ends there. Like really stepping in to this new version of me that I've created, and not like jumping in and out of her, like. Mm-hmm. You know, I could hold it for a little bit and then it's like, you know, and then hold it. It's like really taking my seat, Mm. taking Mm. my seat at, at this, that this new level I've created in this, this next version of my life. And so, and, and, and the, and the PS to that, I would say 
2022 was a big year for me in understanding that the more I invest in myself, in my own understandings and with, you know, um, you know, bringing more information, um, uh, more, um, like, you know, I, I said in 2022, I started therapy just to really clean up those hanging chads. You really want to be clear of that stuff and a few other modalities. So what was your, what was your resistance to therapy? Oh, I felt like I had missed the moment. Mm. You know, it's like, I'm 60. What am I going to go back? and I was six years old. You know what I'm saying? I felt like, now listen, (laughs) it's like, really? Now I'm going to start therapy. Oh my Lord. Um, And because, and that obviously is a defense because I'm my layers of my every, everything, all my patterns, my neural pathways that have, I've been very successful at creating them to be functional in life. So to have to try to dismantle all that, I was like, oh, brother. And I still am. I have therapy today. Oh, you do therapy. And you know what? I wake up. This is my therapy today. So I wake up in the morning and I go like this, therapy. (laughs) You know, I'm going to tell her today. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to tell you, Sherry. I'm going to tell you, though. You're going to get to a point where you are going to look forward to therapy. Am I? Yes. Okay. I'm going to tell you that from my my experience. I and it's it's all about finding the right person, though. Too. Yeah. Um. When I started therapy, I started therapy to finally. When I finally opened up and talked about the sexual trauma I had, yeah. I sought out a therapist. Yeah. And it was the first couple go-rounds were really hard because it was one of those people who would sit across the room just kind of <laughs> waiting for you. Yeah. To talk. And I couldn't do anything except for just cry. I couldn't even get words out. Oh, that was and, you. and then I was persistent and actually followed a few breadcrumbs to get to the therapist I have now. And every time I call her Yoda because she's like the wisest woman on the planet. I'm so good. And every time I get to be with her, there is some new clarity, some new actionable step I can take. And I feel, I feel transcended. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, listen, I'm holding on for that. And and I, I can see glimmers of that, but, but really what I do see is I get to look at my own resistance and Karen, listen, I can't be saying, um, I'm, I'm, I'll be your senior guide on the path of transformation. And I'm not willing to break down my own walls and look at my own stuff and clean up that stuff. And, you know, you're talking about sexual trauma, which what is it? One in three of us. Right now I did not have that. And so I, then I just say, and how I'd categorize myself is, you know, cause listen, I worked at the Oprah show. I've heard everything. I'm like, well, I have no business complaining about everything, which is what a lot of other women mm. say. And then working with a therapist, I can see, she goes, yeah, it's not one big T for you. Big T trauma. Wow, it's about nice. 500 little T's. Yeah. And, and, you know, so having to be, to really confront that all, you know, that early pain, uh, the, the steps that, you know, how I decided I'd get through that, um, you know, one by one, one by one, here's what I can see. My resistance is the portal and my healings on the other side. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, maybe Karen, maybe here's the deal. Maybe we're, maybe we're healing and expanding at the same time till we take our last breath. I think that that is so true. I think that, I think that I will be learning and growing and expanding for all eternity. And healing and like, oh, here's a little thing. And why did I get triggered there? Woo, that's interesting. Woo, 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 woo. And it'll come and go and it'll come and go. And I think that the space that you've created helps us. Yeah come back to the place of positive change. And in fact, you, you know, you, you post a lot of gems, but I think the one, I I think it was from today. I can't remember. Everything ebbs and flows. Your job is to move yourself 
back to flow without beating yourself up for the ebbing. Yeah. And I think that that's just so that true. That's so good, you know, because I, I think for much of my life, I spent in self-flagellation, just kind of. You ebb and quit. Yes. And, and that- then you have a longing and you come back into flow. Then you ebb and you quit instead of just ebb and flow, ebb and flow. And, 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 and understanding that that is the, that's the rhythm of it. Right. Right. Well, uh, one thing I want to do before we wrap up is for you to share about the opportunity coming next week. Yes. So next week is, it's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, So many favorite things. I I love the support system. uh, So many favorite things. Uh, We do a worldwide week of workshops twice a year. And the big one is in January. And, and so that'll be next week, January 9th through the 13th mm-hmm. and at five o'clock Pacific every single day. And um, it's, I, I'm, I'm calling this change your story, change your life, the challenge. And it's the free thing. It is a week of free workshops. I love to do it. We'll do giveaways. I have a bunch of signed first edition books. We're going to do really cool giveaways next week. And I want everybody to leave with something. So it is, it is the introduction. It is the springboard to my 12 week program. That's how these challenges work. Mm -hmm. But I really try to make sure that even if you're not going to continue on that, these five days are like kickstart you, they get you going, they get you thinking, they get you on a path. They get your feet on the path. And without question, whether, wherever you're coming from, you will get something you need. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so that, so sherrysalata.com forward slash challenge. Perfect. And register, get your seat. Let's go. Well, I, I just want to tell you, Sherry, you are a bright light in my life. Oh, Karen. I have grown so much in your presence and, you know. Are we going to cry? Are we going to cry? I might, you know, I do. I, you know, I do, but here's the thing, you know, you have coined yourself a transformational doula. And the first time I heard the word doula was when I was pregnant and you would, you would hire a doula or enlist the support of a doula to help you through the most sacred process of bringing a life into this world. And I think that for me, you have been the doula that has helped me bring my own new life into the world. And I appreciate you so deeply. I am so touched by our connection. Yeah. And I feel blessed beyond words to know you. I feel the same. And and I'm telling you, it's just a privilege to watch you take your life in your hands and heal it and expand it and then shine the light for others, Karen. It really is. It's just a privilege to watch you just fly like that. Um, and it's so insp- deeply inspiring to me. So I feel the same way. I feel the same way. I treasure our connection and I I applaud and celebrate your success, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So if anyone out there wants to feel a little bit of this, <gasps> yeah. jump on the train next week. Jump on the train next week. I will put all of the links in the show notes. I'm just going to quickly turn this around and drop it on Wednesday. Yay. So I wish you a fabulous um, 2023. I'm sure I'll see you all the time. I'll see you all the time. I'll see you soon. (laughs) Have a good therapy session. Yes. Thanks, Gary. All right, my friend. Take care. Thanks for doing this. Bye. Be well. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Okay. Wasn't that a good one? Wasn't that a great kickoff for 2023? I am just, the fire is lit. I am ready I am ready to rewrite my story and just start kicking off new goodness in this new year. So let's let's rewrite midlife crisis and turn it into midlife clarity and midlife creation. Let's rewrite that story. I think a lot of people in this age range sort of 40s, 50s, 60s buy into the myth of midlife decline. And I think that Sherry Salata is an extraordinary example 
of rewriting her old story and creating a new one that has led to joy, fulfillment, abundance, and a grand, glorious life. And one of the things that I really love and am inspired about through Sherry is that Sherry did all this. Sherry became an entrepreneur and did all this at the age of 56. So it just further busts that myth of everything's downhill from here when you hit your 50s. And this is my birthday month. I'll be turning 54. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. (laughs) So if you need a little kickstart to your new year, if you want to kind of just shed the old stories and create some new ones, um, check the show notes. I'm going to have a link to Sherry's challenge for next week, the change your story, change your life challenge. And it is a free five-day event. And I promise you, you will get some good gems and nuggets of wisdom. So I will put a link to the challenge in the show notes, um, Sherry's website, a link where you can get her award-winning memoir, The Beautiful No. And whatever you do, stir some new energy for this new year. And let's go. It's time, my friends. It's time, in Sherry's words, to liberate yourself from the old thinking that keeps you from believing you get to have it exactly the way you want it. I'm Karen Osborne. Thanks for listening to this episode of Living in the Sandwich Zone. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, and share it with a friend. If you're an Apple Podcast listener, one of the best ways you can support me is rating and reviewing the podcast there. You can follow me on Instagram at karen.e.osborne. That's O-S-B-O-R-N-E. Or if you want to become an insider, a club sandwich member, click the link in the show notes and join my private Facebook group. Until next time, remember to add yourself to your caregiving list and take a moment today and do something that brings you joy.